Good day, bikers. Jimmy here, welcoming you finally to a new episode of Brits on Bikes. Apologies for the absence, as is the way of the world. Life became a little bit overwhelming and I needed to take a bit of a respite to get the chain of my brain back on the cogs of imagination. A lot has happened since we last met, and at the start of this session, Eve, Sean and I ended up having quite a political conversation. Rather than do the disservice of just cutting it out, I've decided to tag the conversation at the end of today's episode, because if we've learned anything in the dumpster fire of 2020, it's that pretending that politics is confined to the likes of Whitehall or Capitol Hill is what enables bad people to do bad things. In the words of one of my favourite 90s bands, everything is political. So you are free to choose to stay right to the end, or you are welcome to stop at another of our trademark cliffhangers. We respect your freedom to choose, but please bear in mind that strong language will occur and we make no apologies for that or the opinions which are solely our own. Be sure to check out the teaser from friend of the show, Erin, who has just launched their own podcast, Super Idols, which is well worth a smash on subscribe of the podcatcher of your choice. But for now, let's get on with the show. Listeners and welcome to episode 15 of, or season two, episode 15 of Brits on Bikes. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles and with me this evening is Eve. Hi. And Sean. Good evening. How are we all today? Oh, I'm getting by. Don't listen to advice from EMTs on the internet if it's in regards to a situation that might be longer than 10 minutes from a hospital. I'm doing okay. I've been drinking quarantinis all day, so I'm in a good mood. A little, a little bit tipsy. I've, um, I've just cracked open a, a bottle of wine, some cheap mm. plomp, just to get me through this evening, because tonight is going to be a bit of an interesting one. Oh, really? Um, in so much that I'm woefully underprepared. However, I've, I've, I've got some plans. I'd, I'd like this evening to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a collaboration as we start to sort of think about where we are headed with Dee and Alex. So before that, uh, I'm just going to do a very, very quick recap because it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded. Dee and Alex... Um, and Jess and Nettles um, continued to travel through time on the path of Wyndham Woods, um, mm -hmm. encountering, I think they started with a Roman legion, um, and then they ended up in the village where Agnes lived. Alex managed to rescue some women who had been accused of being witches. Yep. Don't know what happened to them. Well, I assume they died based on the course of history. Who knows? Um, well, we don't even know if it was actually history. We'll only know if we can find a coconut tree somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So you continue to travel through time. Um, so you did that. Then you met Malcolm Rayner um, yes. and his team of people. Malcolm Rayner, in case you've forgotten, was the chap who disintegrated into, into dust in Black Anis's lair. Um, but he was looking very much alive when you saw him. Yes, and I threatened him with his future wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Yep, and from there, I believe you then hopped back into the present day where you went running, 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 running. Um, you managed to eventually kind of see the kids in the distance. And bizarrely, there was a lot of litter around and there was a large sign that was half hanging down, which um, was a like a finishing line. But you ignored that. You hopped over and you met up with Nana Casper and Tony. Tony got the kids into the car and Nana Casper began the ritual to remove Agnes from Black Anis. Yes. And it, well, we're not really sure, but it all got very, very strange. Dee ended up floating 20 foot in the air. Alex saw Dee turn into the woman that was in his dream. Yep. And um, that Wait, was where... Yeah, did you not remember that bit? No, I didn't. Oh hear yeah, that you bit. didn't have headphones on. Yeah, yeah. No, no I said yeah. you. Headphones. I said you were glowy. That's as far as I got. Yeah. So technically speaking, Dee doesn't know that. But oh, cool. The, the, so the woman in Alex's dream was the woman that you turned into. Neat. <laughs> so when we left you, Nana Casper was very, very confused by the whole situation. Um, and had kind of declared that there was uh, a lot to discuss. Um, but we're going to fast forward things a little bit now, because given the time of day and the fact that you've got a van full of children desperate to get home to their parents, you're hurried into the van um, and Tony drives to the edge of Honeywell Gardens, where most of the children, except for Alex, um, oh, and Jess, currently live. Is there anything that you particularly want to do um, before we move things on to the following morning? Oh, I don't know. Do we want to do a debrief or do we want to pass out? <laughs> we should probably make sure that none of them start blabbing to the police or anyone about yeah. what's just happened. Not that they'll believe them, but I don't want my name being mentioned in them reappearing well, i mean like you know what are they gonna say well yeah no we got rescued by those kids that you told not to come rescue us yeah i mean that sounds like a bad thing to me it sounds like a bad thing to me have you had anything like this happen in the past yeah well i mean nobody can remember it now because the timeline got replaced but yeah okay but but what about in that timeline what what how did people react to this? Yeah, they mostly just kind of ignored it and pretended it was other things. And then a bunch of fascists took over the town. Well, you see, I want to avoid that bit, you know? Well, that I mean, like that, that, that wouldn't, that wouldn't because that would, they, they were magic wizards. Okay. So like, you know, they, they, they didn't take over because of like, you know, everyone ignoring it. So you're saying that there won't be well i'm not saying that there won't be but i mean if there is we'll go uh mess them up like i did last time and hopefully we won't we wait time and hopefully i won't disappear yes hopefully you won't disappear mm, so okay. far i've been the, like the only constant so like i'm pretty sure i won't disappear this is not filling me with confidence d this is not filling me with confidence Sally still technically exists. She's in that mural. Mm. Yeah. 
I guess. I don't really want to be a painting, though. I don't think she's a painting. Oh, wait. Um, so, yeah. No, those kids are definitely going to blab, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be questions. And that, yeah. And you know how much I enjoy being questioned by people. Uh-huh. So, uh, we should probably settle our story real quick. Yeah. We're walking through the woods. We found a house. They were all just trapped inside. They'd gone to explore it, maybe? I mean, no, no, no. They're, they're definitely going to say that they were kidnapped by some creepy old lady or something. Are you going to say that? Yeah. Yeah, we turned to the kids. <laughs> are you talking to anybody in particular? Uh, no, just all of them. Yeah. Some of the younger ones have fallen asleep, obviously exhausted from their run. There are a couple of people who are still slightly awake. The girl who's slightly older than you, whose name escapes me right the second... Same, honestly. <laughs> ...who looks beaten down by by the last few events. Um, I, d- I, d- I don't really know what I'm going to say. Um, you know... If I tell my dad that I was locked in a mirror by some mad old witch with metal fingers, he'll have me locked up. Yep. Alright, so he will. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, hey. Look here. When they ask, you're going to tell them most of the truth. Yeah. You were kidnapped by some crazy old lady and locked up in the basement. We came through, we heard a ruckus, and we were like, hey, knock it off. We got you out of there, and our good old pals over there at Tim's DIY gave us a, gave us a ride. Look at that. Now everyone's a hero, everyone's happy, crazy old lady. Uh, laying off into the woods. If you don't mind, uh, Dee, I'd rather you not bring up my name. What, are you kidding? This is going to give you so much business. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not it. really one for the limelight, dear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but we're <laughs> not mentioning you specifically. We're not you mentioning you specifically. We're mentioning your business. All publicity <laughs> is good publicity. She raises an eyebrow and she um, make brains rolls for me. Uh, brains, brains, brains. My brains roll is... Oh, that's a five. I got a ten. Both good. Nana Caspar um, looks drained and, you know, absolutely just as exhausted as the, the, the tired children in the back of the van. Hmm, yes, um, I suppose yeah, yeah. no hey there, there, there the, the some... only involvement was hey these people the helpful they had a big van you know well let's just keep it at that shall we yes yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no no like i said like i said old lady ran off into the woods we don't know what happened to her uh it's fine we can move into logistics yeah ellis pipes up and says um, that's all well and good, but what were you two doing there in the first place? We were having a walk in the forest. Well, I mean, you want the truth or you want the story? Truth is, uh, we hunted down that lady to uh, take her out and rescue y'all. 
Uh, the story is we went for a hike. Yeah. So we had a hike. Um, make a charm roll, D. Hey. Hey. There we go. That will be a 16 <laughs> with a D4. What's been going on for the last few episodes? Okay, so Ellis looks at you, D, and as soon as you say that, you know, you were actually there to kind of hunt you down, like, his eyes open wide and he's like, Cool. I, do you do things like this often? A bit fun a couple times. Oh, you're not going to believe... Alex oh. is new to it, though. No one's going to believe this. Yeah, probably not. Uh, tell them to get with me. I'll do the eye twist. Oh, wait. No, I should, probably shouldn't do that. I'm part of a ton of people. Well, you know, the uh, magic's wheel and stuff. So if you see anything weird, you just come and get me. Oh, right. I, okay. I don't think anything's going to get weirder than this, to be honest. <laughs> this ain't nothing, dude. Jess looks over at you, Alex, and, she's, and she says... What does he mean? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure as of yet myself. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of getting used to this myself as well. Remember, I'm new here. Mostly. Wait. Wow, it, it, it looked like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously. Like, I'm from London. I know what I'm doing most of the time. I'm just, I'm just playing it as it is, you know? Make a brains roll for me. Yeah, all right. 16. Okay. It was a kind of toss-up between charms and brains, but I'm going to go with brains, because as you say, I'm from London. <laughs> um, you, you look at her face, and it says it all, really. That just seems to be, like, the perfect excuse. Oh, he's from London. Clearly, that makes he knows sense. what he's doing when it comes... Yeah, it all makes sense. And she's like, oh, right. Well, I, I, I don't think I had the chance to thank you. Um, so... Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. Dee's just sitting over in the corner with the, with their hands on their cheeks going, what? Dee. <laughs> Dee. What? The, the minute Dee makes the R sound, Jess flicks her hair back awkwardly and puts a little bit of space between her and Alex. <laughs> I shoot Dee a death stare. <laughs> Okay, so the the van eventually pulls over just outside the borders of, of Honeywell Gardens and Nana Casper turns back uh, around to you all and she says, I think this is where we'll leave you. You'll be okay to find your, your, your own houses, won't you, dears? Absolutely, I'm not an idiot. So Tony um, climbs out and opens the, the, the back of the van and lets all the children out, leaving just the four of you there. Cool. <laughs> Alright everybody, have a good night, uh, get plenty of rest, uh, stay hydrated. My dears, I do believe I have a lot to think about and uh, assess how this situation has panned out. Um, but no, you no, know, I think it went pretty dear, good. dear children, that you are always welcome at Tim's DIY. Please feel free to head on over 
whenever you want. Thank you. Uh, put, put it there. Uh, D holds out their hand. Nana Casper doesn't hesitate and holds out her hand um, yeah. and shakes it firmly. Pleasure as always. Oh, and don't forget, dear, you still owe me two favours. The way I got a family up there in the brain pan. We will deal with them as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, so she uh, gets back into the car. Tony gives you a cheerful wave and they drive off into the night. Bye, Tony. You strange purple man. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't, you don't need to call that out. Like, uh, no, he is. You've not seen him. He's strange and purple. Okay. He's, when you he's see him, cool. You'll understand. He's cool. No, I, I like Tony. Don't get me wrong. He's just strange and purple. I mean, I ain't seen the way he's purple, but I mean, ain't no, ain't no hair off my back, you know? It's fine. He's cool. I like him. So. Alright, so what do you want to do? So that was our first mission then? Yeah. What time is it? Yeah. Um, it's about half past eleven. In the, in the morning? At night. Oh, geez, we were out there for a while, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. time passes when you're inside a sort of strange labyrinth thing. Yeah, and you're going through time portals. Yeah. Yeah. So we could have come out at any time, really. I mean, we should probably be glad we came out on the same day. Damn, wait. What's up with all this uh, marathon-looking stuff? That wasn't there when we went in. Was that a fun one? What? You know, the marathon stuff. You know, blow all the trash around and that finish sign. Oh. I have no idea. Did we miss that? Because that sounds like it would have been fun. I mean, either that or Nana Casper put it there. Why would Nana Casper put it there? I don't know, to give us a, like a, a, a welcome at the end of the run. Well, I mean, that's pretty fun, but, like, why would she throw a bunch of trash on the ground, too? You think Tony I mean, was just there eating a bunch of snacks? I, I mean, he is very large and very purple. You come to think of it, I've never really seen him eat nothing. Well, maybe he did while you were looking, so and it was late. quite a lot. Oh, no, it's past 11. Good grief, it is late. I am exhausted. Tony, uh, not Tony... Uncle Tommy is going to wake me over the coals. My dad probably won't even notice I'm gone. Well, you want to come over to my place? Uh, yeah, why not? Right, cool, we'll make a sandwich. Do you have a phone at <laughs> do, do, we have, do you have a phone at yours? Yeah. I guess you do. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll, ring, I'll ring home when I get back up it's there a, then. It's a modern place. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's, you know, I you know, I th I think you and Uncle Tommy would get along real well. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? You're you're both like the same kind of neurotic. <laughs> I'm not neurotic. You are definitely neurotic. D, I'm not. What are you on about? You are so neurotic. You're like, oh, magic. Ooh, I don't know how to handle that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not used to this. Uh, don't worry, you'll get there, you'll get there. Yeah, D I'm sure D I will. <laughs> Dee just claps him on the back. Like, like way too hard. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, ow. 
Yeah, I'll get that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, so the two of you start to make your way through Honeywell Gardens and you notice the odd house where uh, lights are still on and as you glance over the, the fences of some of the front gardens, you can see parents, the silhouettes of parents being reunited with their children and sharing an embrace. Oh. Um, and you can pat yourselves on the back for a job well done. We did a good um, dude that. <laughs> Eventually, you find your way outside your house, D, and you start trailing up the path. And the moment that you open the front gate, you see a light come on and a door flies open and Tommy is there. He just rushes out and just grabs you and is just like, where were you? And just like completely out of character, just gives you a massive hug. What happened? Where have you been? I've, I have had to call the police. I thought you were one of the missing children. I thought that you'd been taken. No, uh, no, 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 no. Then where have you been? Uh, we went on a hike. Yeah, yeah, we went on a hike and... Uh, <laughs> we're about to make a really dumb joke. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. Uh, t- time got away from us. <laughs> he says, "You, you were on a hike, but you were supposed to meet me at the race today. I, I thought that was the plan." Well, yeah, well, t- time flies when you're yeah, having fun. Oh, I, what waste? Because like we definitely saw some waste stuff, and I don't remember nothing about a waste. We we arranged it. I I. The, thought it might be a good idea that you perhaps attend one of our like little traditions hey, no, hey i would have totally been down for a waste okay i, I like wanted uh i just hadn't heard anything about a waste like where did this come from did... <sighs> oh no i was dealing briefly looks over to alex and, and like mouths the word time crap uh alex nods and sort of shrugs <laughs> Tommy notices you for the first time, Alex, and glances over at you. Hello. Are are you... Are you Alex? Yes. Your your father has been looking for you. Oh. He's... He he came round to see if you were here. I... I mean... I didn't realise he was looking for me. I mean, we could... He's worried sick. Well, can I borrow your phone? Yes, of course, of course. Come on in. Thank you. I run in. Hopefully that takes the heat off of D for a bit. Yeah, D's going to be apologising and try to, uh, like, express, like, confusion over the day of when the race was supposed to be. And, yeah, just, just stuff like that. Okay, make a brains roll for me, D. That'd be a five. As you trail up the path, you begin to question whether or not going on a hike is going to remain a, a, a valid excuse. Yeah, no, I, I understand this, but to, to just like, he's clearly been through an experience. So, you know, we'll give him until the morning to, to like settle all that <laughs> stuff. 
Because it's Uncle Tommy. He's going to want me to talk to the cops and stuff. And <laughs> I just want to go to bed. You know, I want to like hang out and just like unwind for a little bit and then go like, like just pass out. Like, you know, all right, flip, so you, flip on you, the you, TV, pass out on the couch. You, know. you, you head into the house and Tommy gestures at the phone that's in the in the hallway. Um, and says, please help yourself. I walk over to the phone and I pick it up and I ring. What type of phone is it? Um, it's a um, a classic dial phone. Ah, oh, rotary so phone. So it takes 20 minutes to dial it. Oh, I miss rotary phones. Yeah, those things were fun. <laughs> My they were Nana terrible, but they were fun. It felt good. Very tactile. Well, they were very good for like... Like calling nine 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 was way more of a sort of deliberate thing that you had to do. Like if it stopped people from panicking a lot, apparently that was the reason they chose nine 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 in the UK because the rotary phone you had to go. That makes sense. Like, which but is you cool. guys had you guys had like those phones with like seventeen meters of cord on them, so you could pretty much like go anywhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we never had that over here. Yeah, we didn't have that. We had the specific phone area of the house where there would be. A, yeah, there's a phone, a little table. There's a little cable. There's a cable that you use for the internet that you unplug when you are just using the phone. Good uh, old phone zone. Yeah, you've got the <laughs> little. You got the phone. You got the phone zone book of power where you keep everyone's like information in a little book. Yeah, uh, D hates Uncle Tommy's phone zone because <laughs> there there's no chair. Wait, hang on a minute. You don't have a chair in your phone zone. Yeah, there's no. like you know. Best I'm, you can do is perch on the stairs. Like, I'm I'm making a long distance call to my ma. Uh, I want to sit my butt down. Okay. <laughs> That's what carpet's for. We'll be talking for like ten minutes. No, the, I, I imagine this is in like the entry hallway area, so it's like hardwood floor, and I'm just like, <laughs> not comfy. Yeah, I, Alex picks up the phone. I'm not going to give a number because I don't know the number, but I imagine Alex does. Okay, you dial up, and uh, the phone starts to ring. Eventually, the the phone at the other end is picked up, and immediately you hear. Yeah, 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 it is, Dad. Hi. Uh, uh, sorry. What, what, where have you been? What's been going on? What's happening? Why are you not home? Sorry, me, me, and, me and Dee were out on a hike, and, like, time just passed quicker than we thought it would. A hike? Yeah. When was this planned? It wasn't planned, Why it was just... Why didn't you tell me? You didn't leave a note. Right? It was impromptu. We just went off into the woods, and we were just sort of walking, and, and, and things... Like, we just got... We just got... Like, we, we were having fun, and then we didn't realise it was getting late. I, I'm yeah. Sorry, Dad. I, if your mother was here, she isn't though. So, like, I was just having fun with my mates. I'm sorry. There have been children going missing in the town, Alex. Yeah, but I'm not a child. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a kid anymore, Dad. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> no. I'm, I, I, I know. I know that I was just happy to be hanging out with my mates for once. It was nice. Well, I'm over at Dee's house. Uh, yes, I, I spoke to his uncle. 
Yeah. We're both here, perfectly safe, everything's fine. Oh, that is a relief. I'm sorry for worrying you, Dad. You, you, you should be getting home. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's... I mean, can I stay a little bit longer? Or do you want me back now? I'd, I'd really rather you back home. Okay. That's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be back as soon as I can, okay? Yeah, that's fine. All right. See you in a bit. I'm sorry. Once again, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he hangs up. Wow, rude. <laughs> Didn't even say bye. <laughs> what? How dare him? This is uh, TV universe. You don't say bye. Unless rude. It's, unless it's very awkward. In TV universe, <laughs> this is the worst universe. Uh, uh, I turn around to D and I go, my dad wants me back. Uh, well, shoot. Okay. Sorry, like any yeah. other night, I'm sure it's just well, after what we've done. Hey, I, I, I get it. No, uh, what time? Uh, some other time then. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, like maybe this weekend. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I'm gonna head off then. But thanks for being cool. You. And- Saving me from the rope. Yeah, no, you got, yeah, yeah, you, you got your leg wheel tangled up in that. Whoa. Yeah. Thank you for being cool and smashing that wet. Yeah, no, it, it, it was my pleasure, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you awkwardly stand in the hallway until eventually Alex decides to... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go now. On. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. Uh, what, what's his name again? Uncle Tommy. Tommy. Nice to meet you, Uncle Tommy. Are you, are, are you going to be okay getting home? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to... I'll just go as quickly as I can. It, wait, wait, it's not far. Well, I mean, Uncle, Uncle Tommy could give you a wide. Are you uh, sure? Could you? Yes, I, 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 that's what happens in these situations. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes I could. Um, yeah, uh, uh, he, okay, that sounds good. I'd, I'd rather not be biking at this time of night, really. Um, well, that's lucky because your bike's still at Wyndham Woods. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh, that's no, gone it's now. not. It's, no, it's at not. the junkyard. Yeah, no, it's at the junkyard. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's still at the junkyard. But the fine. moped is still at Windlewood. Yes. Moped's gone at this point. It's been stolen. Absolutely. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, I'd rather right. not be watching yeah, yeah. it. Can, can we retcon and say that uh, Tony was smart enough to pick that up? Where would he put it? In the van. He had six children in his van. Well, eight children. Probably ate it. We don't go know. back and get it. We'll see. Okay, so Tommy looks over at you, D, and said, "says I really think that you should be um, getting to bed now. I'll take Alex home, and we'll we'll talk again in the morning. I expect you to be asleep by the time I get back." Uh, yeah, no, that that ain't gonna be a problem. I'm pretty knackered. <laughs> yes, quite. Um, come along then, Alex. I'll um, I'll I'll drive you home sure thank you thanks and i walk with him to the car 
Okay, so he, um, so you jump into the car, and we'll leave you there for a second. I'm just trying to imagine, <laughs> like Tommy and Alex <laughs> alone together. In it's the just car. silence the entire time. It's silence. <laughs> it would be silence, wouldn't it? There wouldn't be any conversation. There's no, at all. there's no conversation. It's silence. Uh, Tommy has silence. a hard enough time with D. I don't think he could handle like <laughs> you as well, given the circumstances. All right, so D, what would you like to do? Honestly, I think I think D is just going to head straight upstairs. <laughs> I like the idea that Uncle Tommy was just so generally distracted that they didn't even notice that D was just covered in their spy equipment. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point it's valid uh with, um, like, he probably thinks know, it's some kind of special hiking yeah, gear. it's just hiking gear yeah yeah, yeah with like the baseball bat and <laughs> this is how hikers the, do it the, in the spear States. gun sticking out of the top <laughs> of the backpack and so yeah it d, d just marches upstairs and stripping off their equipment and letting it just drop to the floor uh, after they change into some pajamas, they kind of just kick it underneath their bed. Okay, and so you're just leaving all your all your stuff just uh, like in a heap on the floor. No, 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 they're kicking it underneath the bed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're scooching it all underneath the bed, uh, take an extra blanket and just kind of drop it on the floor so it's out of sight. Like, block okay. with the blanket. Um, Make a brains roll for me. I am making a brains roll. It's a four. I'm rolling okay on my brains. We're doing very smartly today. We're thinking the big words. So you climb into bed and you put your hand over the top of your, your stuff and you scoop it under the bed. But as you do so, your hand lands on your bag and there's something in there that, well, you're not sure what it is. A foreign object of some kind. D squats down and pops up in that bag. Inside, you find a coconut. I knew it. I knew it. D, D holds up the, the coconut, like, to the light. It's like, I, I knew it. I knew it. There's something special about you. You're, you're the only thing besides me that came over from that other universe. And that was after. That was after I threw you. You are magic. You're special. <laughs> There's something special. Oh, <laughs> what, what are your secrets? Coconut. Coconut. We, we will sort this out. And, and D like takes it and very carefully places it atop the dresser. And Coconut. They they sit back down on the bed and they're staring at it. Coconut. Like, you and me, with we're, we're in this together. Know it. Coconut. <laughs> figure you out. I'll figure you out. Uh, delays down. Opens up Magic one eye. Coconutty dreams. <laughs> they open up one eye to look at the, the coconut one last time before <laughs> they go to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you. I got you. 
Okay, and you slowly drift off to sleep. Alex, Uncle Tommy drops you off. He makes sure that you get up to the front door and then just drives off. As I reach for Um, the handle, I have a strange feeling, a disturbance in the force, as if a coconut has respawned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you put your hand on the door, and the moment you put your hand on the door, it flies open. Your dad stood there, and he's like, Alex, inside now. Yeah, sorry, Dad. I walk in as quickly as possible. He shuts the door firmly and he turns around and he says, what were you thinking? I wasn't. Being out at this time with all those disappearances going on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. We, were just, we went out into the forest and then we were just chilling out in the forest and playing around and, and, and fighting with sticks and stuff. And then, then it, got de- it got late. I honestly don't remember the time passing. Well, I didn't see you there. Uh, we, were, we were deep in the woods. Like, we weren't like, on the path or anything. Well, you, you can't do this sort of thing. You can't go disappearing. This town isn't, you know, we don't know much about this town, do we? No. We could have been anywhere. Yeah, but, like, I trusted D to know where we were going, and, and, and he didn't take me to anywhere that was dangerous. Everything was fine. <laughs> With all these children going that's missing. That's not true. Do you think it's the sensible thing to do? Well, no, but I'm a kid, Dad. Exactly. You're just a child. What if something had happened to you? If something what had if you'd happened, got yourself in trouble? Then What if you'd been one of these kidnapped children? Then you would have helped or something. I don't know. I would have been fine. I was fine. Everything's fine. Look, just if I were you, I wouldn't say anything to your mother about this. That's fine. I haven't talked or seen to her in uh, ages now. At least a week. At least a week. Um... Well, I suppose you better go to bed. That's fine. I still have some work to do. I'm knackered. Go on then, off you go. All right. I start walking slowly up the stairs. Okay, you head on upstairs, and Mr. Hinckley heads on into the front room. Okay. Check your backpack for a coconut. I go into. Okay, all right, fine. (laughs) I go into uh, my room and I check my backpack open it up and just start taking things out. Okay, everything is in there that you'd expect. No coconut? <laughs> no coconut. No coconut. Yeah, I should, I should point out that both Dee and Alex are a mess. <laughs> no kind of nut, no, no legumes, no fruits. Nope. No vegetables of otherworldly qualities. You do have that big-ass diamond. Oh, yes. No, he didn't. You put it back on the table. No, we took the diamond. We picked that no, yeah, shit we took up. It. Have you still got it? Yeah. yeah. Of course we oh, took it. Right, you made sure to take that. <laughs> yeah, no, we got that diamond. <laughs> that I put diamond that diamond in the big gold coin. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, I put those in um, amongst... Like, I, I lift up some of my records and put it underneath my records. Yeah, I've just edited it that bit in the episode. I love the fact that D says, "Oh yeah, you're rich." <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody will know. Nobody will, will notice that I've got you. a giant diamond. It's fine. Okay, so yeah, you head off up to bed. You're are, are you the same as D? Just kind of throw everything on the floor and kind of hide it in a pile somewhere, or are you a little bit more precise? Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably hide that stuff underneath my records. 
Okay. Um, and yeah. a- Alex is way more, way more neurotic than D about uh, hiding. I would this say stuff. more prepared than neurotic. You know, like <laughs> I wouldn't call it neurotic necessarily, but like you know, he's definitely putting it in a place where no one's going to find it except him. Um, he arranges all the rest of his stuff, puts the machete in the back of his cupboard behind all of his clothes. Mm-hmm. It's not a machete; it's a Bowie knife. Um, it's a Bowie knife. Specifically, avoids trying to cut anything or making any like like a situation where it might fall on something and cause damage to his clothes. Um, and then lies on the bed very quietly in silence and sort of is trying to process everything that's just happened today. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Okay, then. So it is a new day. We've decided um, that I'm not a morning peer. Okay. And D um, is. And, and D is. All right, then. So, D, you've, you've already you've gotten up fairly early, have you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I, I think, you know, D's, D had a solid adventure. Uh, I don't know, they just feel like pretty, pretty, pretty energized ever since, like, that explosion and stuff. Like, it's just like. They can just, just okay. like recharge. So, like, you know, they, they didn't sleep in today. Went downstairs, got a shower, made some breakfast. They're, they're, okay. they're chilling can out. Can I just remind you that it is a Wednesday? <sighs> oh, we were both off sick. That's right. Oh, snap. <laughs> Our lies are about to come falling down amongst us. No, it's okay. Yeah, time we rewrote sick. itself. <laughs> no, no, we were both sick, and then in our delusions, we went off on a walk. Yeah, yeah. and then time rewrote itself. So who knows <laughs> what our excuse was? Yeah, it's fine. Everything's good. He's <laughs> just decided to carry on as if nothing happened. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Alex I guess, has I guess... eaten his sandwich, finished his morning TV, and then he's getting ready for school, I guess. Yep, we're going to just play it straight. Wait to see how long it takes the cops to pick me up. <laughs> because that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, so he pops that cap on, uh, gives uh, Nettles the finger guns, and was like, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, a lot of good... Yeah, I, I feel great. I thought I was going to feel tired. I feel pumped. Hmm. Uh, he heads out. <laughs> Uncle Tommy is just kind of glad that you're back, and he's... He's crept a little bit around you this morning. He's He's been a little... I think he's a little bit uncertain on how to quite deal with this situation. Make a brains roll for me. Ooh, it's a one. You don't know what Uncle Tommy is thinking right now in terms of, you know, whether he should be chewing your ear off and punishing you or anything like that. So you head on out and you make your way to school. Alex, Yep. so you come downstairs and your dad's there and he said, look, you know, I can't have any more of this. You were supposed to be sick yesterday, weren't you? Yeah. What makes you think you'd go swanning off to the woods? I needed fresh air, Dad. I wasn't feeling well at all. I need to be able to know that I can trust you, that you're going to come back. 
you know, at a reasonable hour. Well, normally I do. Yes, I know, and... which is why I'm going to be lenient this time. But until further notice, I would like to see you in the house straight after school. Yeah, but you're hardly ever here. That's neither here nor there. So how are you going to know? Sometimes I will be here after school, sometimes I will not. So you can take your chances if you wish. Right. But if I don't find you here after school, I will be disappointed. Okay. All right, then. Fine. Sure. Okay. I don't mind that. I can be back here. Fine. Off to school with you. All right. I head out. Okay. You're in the front yard and there is something a little bit out of the ordinary. Coconut. Coconut. No, it's not coconut. Dinosaur. <laughs> no, that's so a Roman legionnaire. <laughs> um, there is a Rolls Royce. Huh. Um, and leaning up against the Rolls Royce is a man dressed in chauffeur's livery. Right. He peers over the fence as you come out the house, and he says, "Are you Hinkley, Alex Hinkley?" Yes. Oh, excellent. And he looks at you and he opens the door, uh, the back door of the Rolls Royce and says, come on in. Um, you're about to, no. get, uh, you're about to get made an offer you cannot refuse. <laughs> uh, no, sir, I, I don't get into weird cars. Oh, yeah, oh of course. So, uh, how foolish of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. My name is um, uh, uh, Eric. Oh, I am. Didn't Eric. sound so sure of that. <laughs> Eric. Eric. Uh, Eric Goldman. Really? Uh, yes. Um, I've been asked to come and fetch you. Um, uh, Mr. Plimpton's orders. Um. I. Turn around and sort of check if my dad is still there. No, he's not there at the moment. Can I just go check with my dad first before I get into your car? Oh, yes, of course, sir. Very sensible of you. Yes, because I don't know who you are. And honestly, the fact that you imagined I would go straight into your car is <laughs> insane. <laughs> All right. I walk back into yeah, the house and I say... He, he doffs his cap at you. Dad. Uh, what is it? Why, why haven't you gone to school? There's a weirdo outside in a Rolls Royce. He wants to pick me up and take me to school. What? It's a weirdo outside in a Rolls Royce. He wants to take me to school. Um, Mr. Hinkley gets up and he um, heads to the front door. Are you going with him? Yeah, but I'm sort of staying behind him. Okay. He pauses in the doorway as he notices this Rolls Royce. What colour is it, by the way? Black. Of course it's black. Uh, I, w I was kind of thinking like maybe a sort of like lurid green. Um, like, why? Like, no, it's, it's the same. It's the same color as uh, like uh, the Royal Dunker. <laughs> what? Royal Dunkers aren't black. I know. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it's, green. It's, it's like a uh, like, uh, beige. I'd say it's black. <laughs> it's black, but it's got some like bright green trim. <laughs> so it's tacky. Mr. Hinkley steps outside and, and he's like, hello, um, can I help you at all? 
and the man acknowledges your dad and he says, oh, yes, of course. My name is, what do I call myself? Eric, uh, I'm Mr. Eric Goldman. This guy is chauffeur. not very convincing with his voice, <laughs> his name. He keeps forgetting <laughs> his name. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> this is like, you don't know how many authors I've got in this room and I just keep mixing and matching them. My name is... Uh, uh, anyway. My name is... Um, uh, um, uh, 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 yeah. James, to be, to be fair, my my offer for a name that you just slightly beat me to was going to be QT Large. <laughs> QT Large. <laughs> uh, uh, after after my gas station cup here, <laughs> I always go for. That's the most gas station cup I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> my one would be right. Mr. Council Tax. <laughs> Jonathan Council Tax, your service. Well, now QT Large is definitely going to have to be a name. Yes. That's the name of the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Eric makes his way through the garden gate, um, takes off his cap and places it under his arm, sort of regimental style. And he says, oh, you must be Mr. Hinckley. Um, yes. Uh, my name's uh, Mr. Goldman. I am chauffeur for Mr. Plimpton. Mr. Plimpton has uh, requested that uh, your son pays him a visit. Oh, wait, I'm Mr. Hinckley as well. Um, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll ask you then, Alex. How do you think your dad is going to react to this? I imagine my dad is treating it with extreme suspicion, especially mm -hmm. after the events of yesterday and not wanting to lose his child. Okay. All right. So Alex's dad looks at Eric and he says, and what exactly does Mr. Plimpton want with my son? And Eric looks over at you and says, oh, you're a modest so-and-so, aren't you? What, didn't you know Alex rescued his daughter, his princess? He saved the children, those missing children. I can explain. We may have found them whilst we were walking in the woods. Yesterday. What? We, we may have found kids whilst we were walking in the woods yesterday, Dad. Where did you... What? How? What, what, why did you tell me? Well, because you were upset and stressed out. I didn't want to stress you out anymore. Oh, my. We, just, we were walking along in the woods. We heard some screaming and, 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 and we went to this clearing and there was a house and we went in and there was no one there and the kids were down in the basement and we let them out. Um, he looks over at, at, at Mr. Goldman and he says, well, I, you do know that Alex has school now, don't you? And Mr. Goldman says, oh, it's, it, it's fine. Mr. Plimpton phoned the school ahead and explained the situation. And your dad looks over at you, Alex, and he says, well, do you want to go? I mean, I guess I, as long as you know where I am, I mean. And where exactly is he going to be? Um, Eric says, oh, just over at the factory. It shan't take too long, and I'm sure like, we'll get him safely to school as soon as business is concluded. On time, please. Yes, of course, no problem. Okay. Your dad just stands there as you climb into this beige Rolls Royce. Um, Bye, Dad. Watches you drive off into the distance. That's going to be an awkward <laughs> conversation later. I think <laughs> we're going to leave it there for tonight. Oh, unless, Dee, there's anything you want to do. No, I'm good. Okay, yeah, we'll leave it there. I didn't really know where we were going tonight, but <laughs> we've we kind of spent <laughs> loads of time doing stuff that I, I didn't think we were going to do, but that's that's fine. That's, was, was that all right? Yeah. yeah. So kind of, I'm I mean, intrigued. we've kind of now, 
wrapped up this this arc of Black Alice and there's still more to do. And I think what we might do is have a bit of a kind of Q&A, a more formal sort of Q&A, like kind of the world building and, and character creation at the start of any sort of Kids on Bikes campaign so that we can begin to kind of see where this is going to go. We, we probably won't do a lot of play for next session, but we'll, we'll certainly kind of have a chat and, 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 and think about what's next in store for Dee and Alex. Because I think there's lots, there's lots going on here now. Um, the plot sure is thickening. Like a, like a... Lots of things that you want to do as well. Hmm. So, um, have we got anything that we want that we would like to plug this week? Have we got any announcements? Anything exciting going on in your lives? Ah, uh, me personally, right now, no. But you know, hey, stay safe out there. Uh, yeah, oh! I mean, stuff's heavy. Yeah, us Brits will be. Um... We'll be we'll be thinking about our American cousins and hoping that they're being as safe as they can be, mm -hmm. um, but also resist, mother. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> resist. <laughs> and um, what about you, Sean? Is there anything that you would like to plug this week? A couple of new episodes of Omen coming out at the minute. Lovely, excellent. They're now on Fire Island, Island of the Dragons. So amazing, fun times amazing. ahead. For them, um, we're back on. Uh, I'm I'm back doing. Uh, What's your role for the role to play network as well? And I had a very very lovely time interviewing the cast of the Red Death this weekend, which included uh, Doug Lewandowski, who wrote Kids on Bikes, which was a little bit strange. That is for me. cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I I kind of you know whenever you saw like like. Um, scenes of Kermit the Frog with Jim Henson. Yes, that's how I felt. That's that's, that's which I one were you though? I was Kermit. You know, I. It's not easy like... being green. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, and it was a really interesting session in terms of how it panned out. There were lots of revelations and interesting things going on. They really like went to town with the role playing as well. So I'm I'm really excited to get that episode released because it's gonna be a lot of fun. Anyway, where can folks reach you? I am at Upper Harpy on the Twitter. I am at Oxyoxpring on the Twitter. And I am at Jimmy Sprinkles <laughs> with two S's on the end. I can never remember my Twitter handle. And obviously if you want to reach out about the show, you can reach us at Brit underscore bikes. But for now, it's goodbye from D. Peace out. It's goodbye from Alex. Au revoir. And it's me, Jimmy Sprinkles, saying keep on biking. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't get into strangers' cars. Brits on Bikes is steered by the Kids on Bikes RPG by Doug Lewandowski and Jonathan Gilmore. For more information on the game, visit renegadegamestudios.com. Brits on Bikes featured Eve Smith as D, Sean Oxpring as Alex, and Jimmy Sprinkles as the GM. To keep up with all the latest B.O.B. news, you can follow us on Twitter, at Brits underscore Bikes. To unlock exclusive B.O.B. content, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Brits on Bikes. Help us share Alex and Dee's adventures by reviewing us on iTunes, Podchaser, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And remember, keep on biking.
Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? Super Idols. A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music-themed, magical girl-inspired masks campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen. Super Idols RPG, the internet's premier narrative play podcast about super-powered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold. Must be 13 years or older to listen because we do sometimes say Please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us. That's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously, come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool and it's a fun show and we think you'll like it. Visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details. One, two, 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 one, two. This is my new fancy microphone. This is the voice of the BBC. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve. <laughs> the only reason the lockdown is being removed is to take heat away from Dominic Cummings. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that. Who the fuck is Dominic Cummings? Yes, meanwhile in Great Britain, meanwhile in Great we're Britain. all really pissed because somebody drove 60 miles to see their dad. No, he didn't. He, 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 he went 200-odd miles to see oh, his dad. Right, yeah. Then he went 60 miles to test his eyes. Jimmy, when you were, when you were having your bad times, did you ever think about just taking your kids out into the car and just going around on a little drive just to test how you're feeling? <laughs> you know, just a little drive up to Scotland, just test test how things are going. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking bonkers. It's it's one rule for one, and and it is a different rule for the other six million of us. It's just I'm hoping this is the Tories' tuition fees. Love it. Yeah, no, he's like like he's not. He's just a sociopath. Like mm-hmm. he's an absolute psycho. He's he's the one running the country. Um, I think I've he's got no dirt. Out in my mind. Of course he's got dirt. I think he's it's, got like the most dirt. Like like fucking Boris Johnson. If there isn't stuff on Bojo, then yeah, no. Of of course he's got got dirt. He is just like he. I mean, like he is literally. Oh, what's his name? Um, Malcolm. Malcolm Tucker. Malcolm no, Tucker. He isn't. That's the thing. I don't think he's smart enough to be Malcolm he's, Tucker. He's Malcolm Tucker, but just not funny. Yeah, if, I mean, if you've seen, if you, you saw him at that press conference, he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Like he's an idiot. Oh, but, I hope so. Like, like, like what? What? Everyone, everyone who thinks he's like some sort of Machiavellian genius. What did he do when he ran the Leave EU campaign? He basically said it's okay to lie about stuff, and if you lie about good things, people will vote for you. That's not smart. That's not intelligent. That's basic, dumb thing. If, if, you, t- if you tell people... That's Trumpian politics. Yes, yeah, it's Trumpian politics. It's not smart. It is catering to the lowest common denominator. It just happens that there's a lot of lowest common denominator out there. But people go to people sort of have this sort of view of him as this, some sort of Machiavellian genius when he really isn't, because if he was, he wouldn't 
have made a lie so dumb as to say I went to go test my eyesight by driving 50 miles <laughs> with my kid in the car. So, Eve, how are things politically over in your country? <laughs> all right, when all over all that with you, uh, we are staring down possible civil conflict and everyone just stopped giving a fuck about corona because uh whatever we're going to die anyways yeah it's, yep. it's both sides of the spectrum there it's um it shit's feeling very nihilist out here right now i hear there's some targets being destroyed yeah good riddance fuck target <laughs> also I don't, don't target is don't listen to... I think to... it's like Tesco. Uh, you know what Walmart is? Yes. It's a cleaner Walmart. <laughs> Why didn't they take on the Walmart? Because there probably wasn't a Walmart in the area. There's only a Target and a Walmart in the same area if it's a rich white suburb. Right, okay. Otherwise it's one or the other or neither after as they took all the fucking small businesses out of, out of the network and just Interesting. like food desert at the place. Did you did you hear the news that the the bloke who um the the police officer who killed the guy had known him for seventeen years? Nope. Nope. Jeez. Apparently they'd worked together as bouncers. Cool. So show, that's premeditated. Just go, go, it goes to show just how little the cops care. Yep. Stop the police. Yeah, since, right, since we we're re- currently recording, uh, real quick, I'd like to just go on the record. Fuck the police. I hate cops. Mm-hmm. They suck. Yeah, they do. All of them. Yep. All cops. No good cops. Never a good cop. I don't care about your movie cop. They all suck. And are bad. <laughs> 